Every job has its difficulties. I'm sure you'd agree with that. Law enforcement definitely has its difficulties. The fire service, there's some hardships and some difficulties there. Construction, I know a number of construction workers and contractors, they have some challenges. Business administration, corporate management, uh, the medical field. When you start any career, it doesn't really take long for the veneer to wear off. And um, ministry's no different. I think that anybody who's been in the ministry for any length of time, they know that that's absolutely the case. There's an old joke, kind of a tongue-in-cheek sort of joke, and it goes that ministry would be great if it wasn't for all the people. Like I said, it's tongue-in-cheek. And um, it's funny because, sadly, there is some truth to it, that ministry would be great, except that occasionally there are some challenges. And those challenges typically have to do with some sort of interpersonal issues. It's certainly not all people. In fact, most of the time, it's a very, very small segment of people that can be a challenging challenge in those things. So the majority of the people, especially at the church that I serve in, are wonderful. They're spectacular. In fact, I've always felt like my church has a disproportionate number of really amazing and great people. And I'm really blessed. In a lot of ways, they fulfill the words at the end of the book of Hebrews, where it talks about those who are a part of a church that they should submit to those who are in authority over them and help those people to lead with joy and without grief. And I would say, like I said, the church that I've had the privilege of serving at has a disproportionate number of just really great and amazing people. Of course, at this point, you feel it coming, don't you? But, but, Paul writes to the Thessalonians here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, and he says, pray for us. Pray for us there at the very beginning in verse 1. And he says in verse 2, one of the things you need to pray for us about is that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men who have not faith. Hmm. Pray for us that we would be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. Well, the veneer is gone, that's for sure. And what's fascinating is that this letter was written while Paul was on his very first missionary journey. So this is relatively early in the ministry life of the Apostle Paul, where he is writing to one of the, the earliest churches that he was involved with pastoring and planting. And he says, brethren, pray for us. Pray for us that we would be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men who have not faith. What are unreasonable and wicked and faith, faithless individuals? Um, you could probably fill in the blanks on that one. He's not super specific. He doesn't really go into any explanation about what he means by unreasonable and wicked, faithless individuals. So, you know, you have to kind of fill in the blanks a little bit. He just kind of lets it hang in the air. He, he doesn't explain it. So it's not overtly clear about what he means by unreasonable, wicked, and faithless individuals. But he does, in the remainder of this chapter, nail those that he identifies 
within the church at Thessalonica and within any group of people, he nails this group of people who he identifies as busybodies. There are those kind of people who they, they always have a lot to say about everything. They always have an opinion. And um, although they have a lot to say, and although they always have an opinion on things, they, they may not always be that much of a help. And Another one of Paul's letters, also a very early letter that Paul wrote, right around the same time that he wrote these two letters to the church at Thessalonica, he wrote another letter called Galatians. And in that letter, he talks about those people who seemed to be something, but they added to be me nothing. Think about that. They seemed to be something, but they didn't add anything to my life, to my ministry. Um, they, they always had an opinion. They always had something to say. They're something of a, a busybody. Do you know the type? I'm sure you do. Unreasonable busybodies is what Paul has to say. And I love Paul's final words on this as he goes through this closing chapter in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. And he says in verse 13, As for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. Do not grow weary in doing good. And to the busybodies, he wraps this up by saying, do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. And what Paul basically says is with the busybodies in your life, with the busybodies in the church, with the people who are maybe unreasonable, those who are, they have a lot of opinions and a lot to say, but are not really adding much to the work. He says to them, you're not an enemy, you're a brother, but you need to get to work. You need to find something to do. You need to take all of that energy that you've been spinning up in your mind and you always have an opinion, you always have something to say, and you need to apply it to being a blessing to the body of Christ so that those who you are serving with or those who you're serving under or maybe even those that you're serving as a leader over, that you would be able to be a blessing to them so that they can serve with joy and not with grief. Some challenging things to think about as you have your coffee this morning. And I do hope that you'll think about it. We'll see you next time.